So it's a new year and you're back in the saddle, you're recommitted to really and truly making the best of it and showing up as the best version of yourself. Where should you focus your attention and what should you be doing? Well, this is for all my novice riders out there and today I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. Hi there, my name is Orna Leeson and this is the Daily Strides Podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world, helping you to have better conversations with your horse by giving you, well, daily things you can do to move that conversation forward. And today I want to talk specifically to more novice riders. So novice, I always kind of classify novice as being that you're spending more time when you're riding, focusing on what you're doing rather than focusing on what your horse is doing. Your time in the saddle is being devoted to really and truly trying to be the best that you can be at this point Uh, and less to and you might find fleeting moments of this but less to what your horse is actually doing i kind of find that when you've made the transition across then to really beginning to focus on what your horse is doing and yes also you're obviously focusing on what you're doing but from the perspective that uh, it's really and truly benefiting your horse and your horse is going better I feel that that's where you kind of graduated on and I want to anyway refer back to the first group of riders I spoke about so if that's you put your hands up woohoo today is for you so the first thing I want to kind of dive into is that you have to really figure out what's working and what's not working and I think it's important to get really clear on who you're listening to because you probably know there's there's lots of people out there giving lots of advice um, and you I, f- I feel it's really important to try and find one channel that you can listen to and one person that you can listen to now that's not to say you completely disregard everybody else however if you do hear conflicting advice or conflicting opinions if you have one person that you're really and truly sticking with at this point and one person that you feel okay this is the person that I kind of resonate with I like this person's style then you can go back and find out what that person says about the thing and go from there and otherwise you're going to end up very confused I find if you're kind of at the point where you have your basic things on autopilot if you want okay and now you're really focusing on the horse then it's okay you can start to take different opinions because at this point you're able to filter and sift and you've kind of figured out what works for you so you can come at it from that perspective but at this point in your writing you're still trying to figure out what does actually work for you so I'm going to suggest stick with one person okay one person's advice and then from there build on that okay I feel it's really important and just as a little caveat I do feel it is really important later to actually get lots of different advice and to create your own style and I'm not saying you just listen to one person forever (laughs) I don't think that's going to be helpful in the long run But in the short term, that's what I feel will really and truly give you a head start moving forward. Okay, the next thing that I feel is really important is getting to know your aids. Now, you're probably like, but I know all my aids. And if you do, high five. Well done. You're doing great. Okay. Um, But what I mean by know your aids is beginning to look at how your aids all interact together. Because what I find happens with novice riders is they get very 
caught up on one thing, on one aid, okay? And this is where coordination comes into play. So they, for example, if we take the transition from trot to canter, they get very, very absorbed almost in either, there's kind of two ways this can fly, either their inside seat bone or their outside leg, okay? And they tend to then forget about everything else, okay? And it doesn't work like that. You never really communicate with your horse with just one aid. So if we go back and we talk about this transition from trot to canter, first of all, that transition is the result of a lot of things happening before the transition, okay? So you have to do a lot of prep work if you want, and that would be where I'd begin to focus my attention if I was you. What am I doing? How am I setting things up? How am I setting myself up in order to best communicate this to the horse, okay? And that's your position, and you know, your position and your aids, they are different, but they really and truly combine to put you in the best possible place in order to clearly communicate with the horse. That's how they combine together, okay? But um, it's just important to understand there's a lot of things that happen before the transition itself, but then as you actually ask for the transition, okay? Yes, the outside leg plays a pretty big part, but it's not standalone. Because if you are just to focus everything on the outside leg, which is often what happens, the horse gives you a different response. And this is why you're not getting these clean transitions okay it's also why when you get into the canter you have issues once you get there because you've forgotten about everything else okay so there is definitely I, I feel a big part to learning to coordinate or combine or balance all of your aids together and I feel that it all begins with actually understanding each individual aid and what it does in that kind of we spoke about that transition now, but in the question you're asking or in the way that you're using this in order to ask your horse to do something, the desired outcome or the desired result, okay? So it's important to understand each individual's aid's role and then over time starting to blend them together in order to get the correct transition. I feel that if you were to devote maybe... I don't know, the next, I keep talking about, I seem to constantly be talking about um, three months <laughs> in the podcast lately, but it's true. I think three months is long enough to give you a really good outcome. Not too long that you forget about things and it kind of becomes a bit boring. Long enough though that you can see a change. There's a notable difference at the end of three months, okay? So um, I would say three months. If you were to devote that to doing this, you would find that I, I, you're almost at the place where you're actually graduating, and graduating to beginning to work on how you're actually impacting the horse as opposed to just on yourself in the saddle, okay? So figure out the balance of aids. Figure out what it means and figure out the aids from the point of view that you're on the ground and you're in constant communication with the horse and when, when you're on the ground doing it, then trying to transfer that across. I find that when you're learning to ride initially, it's an awful lot to take in A, what you're doing, B, how the horse is responding, and C, putting it all together, okay? It, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot for anybody. It's, it's an awful lot. Um, whereas when you're on the ground, you have this kind of perspective that you can be very much more mindful about what you're doing, and you can really visibly see the outcome of how that looks. Um, it, it looks different. Oh, look, look what happened there when I done that. Hmm, that was interesting. And then being able to almost cross, uh, cross and tr 
translate or bring across that into the saddle that's fantastic and um, that's where I would say focus your attention and then focus on the basics and this is where I want to lead this to you know trotting being able to trot okay and obviously posting in the trot and I suppose being able to get your diagonals right and then the leads and canter that's all well and good but I would suggest that from now on begin to look at how well the horse is going as well I think sometimes as novice riders people tend to get stuck there because they don't really see the connection between what they're doing and how the horse is going the end point here the end game is that you're actually communicating to the horse all the time so as the horse can actually better himself as well okay so the two of you are working together it's not just about you being better and this is regardless of if you're riding your own horse or riding a riding school horse or perhaps a lease horse or whatever the case is you always want to look to how what you're doing is positively impacting what the horse is doing and the trot and the canter are great at this obviously now there's lots of other things you can be doing but I'm going to suggest the trot and the canter because the first thing is the trot has a great rhythm okay and it's it's really obvious when that goes for a ball okay which is which is often one of the first things that does go for a ball when something goes wrong or something goes a little bit wonky okay so um it's really good at that and the same with the canter the same principle applies and also then with the canter what I find is great is that with the canter in order for the canter really to work you have to be able to get out of the way and the only way you can really get out of the way is by focusing on what the horse is doing and then being able to almost come to that place with the horse meet the horse halfway there at the place okay so that's what I'm going to suggest you also focus your attention on um, in these initial three months okay or maybe what you could do is take the first three months this of course depends on where you are in your riding but you could take the first three months so let's say now to the end of March okay or to mid-March if you want and um, you could take that to be okay I'm going to focus on my aids I want to kind of figure out all my different aids and you know your aids range from your thoughts to your legs to your seat to the artificial aids you're using you know the the aids and there's a whole rake of aids in between there as well but um your aids there's a lot going on there but actually working on them working on figuring out how each individual aid is used in basic things and then being able to combine them but to get the combination right okay then from there spend the next three months perhaps so now 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 you're going to be taking yourself up to kind of mid-july but spend the next three months then focusing on how your horse is going and really beginning to look at this in the trot and the canter look at how your horse is going look at how what you're doing is impact your influencing your horse is it having a positive or a negative impact to influence and then what i would do initially is just see if you can maintain even if your horse isn't going that great and but what i mean by going great is that things aren't really connected up things aren't really working that well okay with how your horse is going maybe he's in front wheel drive or something like that but just look at that and, and look at how you can kind of make changes in how the horse is going. But then you want to start then tidying up those things and trying to actually have positive change and positive influence over your horse. Anyway, there are just a couple of suggestions as to what I would suggest you get going with with your riding. What I am going to do is if you're interested in kind of taking up a three-month project um, and getting my help on that you can pop on over to returningtoriding.com 
and I would love for you to join us there. It, it'd be really interesting. Um, it's kind of going through all these basics with you on a journey with you and um, would of course support and accountability and all that along the way and step-by-step coaching. Um, so I'm going to suggest if you're looking for a laid out program um, that's already proven that people have gotten results with to get you there, to take you through these three months. And of course the content's there to actually take you through the next three months as well, the, the kind of beginning to improve your horse, that's all inside of the program as well. Um, I'm going to suggest joining me inside of Returning to Riding and you can find out more about that over at returningtoriding.com. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. Have a great week, keep well, and I'll chat to you soon. Be good, bye.